0: is the show that everybody's been raving about. ProCalx University with your host, Tom Platania? The dirty deed. Scam on duck cleaning. Dirty ducks. How is it possible a system with one opening and one exit can generate so much dust and dirt you need to clean the ducks? And on top of that, Your house is nice and clean inside. Now, in theory, the concept of duck cleaning is not a scam. The scam is how companies are using it to pull a bait and switch on you. The bait, $59 duck cleaning. Wow, that's amazing. Then comes the switch. After they've already there, this part comes in all forms. But one of them is, oh, well, we only clean up to six supply ducks for that price. Uh, if you want all the ducks done it's going to be a different price oh oh and you want us to clean the grills too oh well that that's more money and you know after everything is said and done their price actually comes out to 200 plus dollars later and typically those people that do that those companies aren't even doing it the right way to to understand why we need duck cleaning let, let, let's first talk about why the ducks actually need to be cleaned Let's say we're talking about a standard, typical air conditioning, so a or air conditioning system. So we're going to have return ducts that go into the unit. We're going to have supply ducts coming out of the unit. So the return ducts are attached to pull air from the rooms, condition that air, and then push it back into those rooms from the supply ducts. Now, from the point that the air enters the return duct system to the point the air exits from the supply system, in theory, that system should be considered a closed system. However, due to poor installation by a lot of HVAC companies, there's more leaks in your system than a sieve. That allows dust, dirt, animal dander, microscopic pests to get into your system at the first point that it possibly can. Well, that typically is the return grill. From there, all those things can be pulled in from leaks from the ductwork itself. So we start at the return grill, we're pulling in all this dust and dirt and dander. Then once we get into past the grill into the ductwork, now if the ductwork has leaks, now we're because the return is a negative pressure, we're pulling in all this dander and dirt and dust and all these particles. We're going to use particles as the term for all that stuff. Just kind of a generalized term, particles, which will account for dust, dirt, pollen, animal dander, you name it. So, then the return duct with the air gets into the air handler first. So, it goes goes from the grill, the duct work, then goes to the air handler furnace. Now, the way air handlers and furnaces are designed today, they're required to have a less than 2% leak factor, which allows certain particles and whatnot to get into them. That's how they're designed at the factory. The issue is when you install the air handlers and furnaces, most of them need to come apart one, if they're in an attic, it's much easier to get the furnace or air handler up there. But a lot of times, just for weight and whatnot, a lot of times they'll take the, the, the doors off, they'll pull the coil out and whatnot to make it a lot lighter for them to install it. Well, the most HVAC companies aren't putting these back together properly, which then turns that 2% into 5 to 10%. So that ups your potential leak factor. Now, from there, the air goes through that air handler or furnace into the supply duct. The air is passing through the supply duct, making its way to go out the grills that go, the supply grills that are in the individual rooms. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. I, I understand if I'm pulling air through the return, how I can create a negative pressure and pull dirt and dust in. But wait a minute. What? Why, if the supply duct is positive pressure, why do I worry about dust and whatnot getting in there? Wouldn't that just push that out? Yes, in theory. However, if a duct system is not designed properly and it's not installed properly, you actually can create some areas of like a vacuum, a suction, a negative pressure in some areas. And if you have a leak, a small, even a tiniest leak in that area where that neg where that 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 negative pressure is being pulled, where you're creating that little vacuum almost. You can pull in attic dust, dirt, particles, the particles that we're talking about, also allowing microscopic pests that can get in there. So the biggest question is, okay, how do we stop this? Well, you know, right now, I I don't know of any duct system that, or any system as a, as a whole that is perfectly sealed. However, uh, using some of the suggestions I'm going to give you here, along with the right HVAC company doing the installation you can minimize the amount of particles that can get into the system. Now, the first thing is putting a filter at the very first point that particles can get into the system on the return grill. So if you have one big return grill, obviously we're going to put a filter there. But some houses, if they're designed properly, they're going to have a return grill if it goes back to the, to the air handler, a return grill in every room. Now, you may have the little transfer grills above the doors, can't put filters in those. You may have a jumper duck that goes from the room out into the hallway. Not Now, that duck can get dirty, but that duck getting dirty won't affect because the air is still being pulled from the house itself. So it's not as important, but yes, air can pass through there. So maybe just a cheap filter grill or something or filter in there. But the standard grills, the return grills in the rooms that go all the ducts go all the way back to the air handler, putting a filter in there. I and mean, I did a podcast on air filters back in December that talks a little bit about some of the shortfalls that can happen by having too high efficiency of filter or too many filters and things that you can do to overcome that. So, make sure you go back and listen to that podcast to help you better understand the issues because if you have too much, you'll cause problems. Now, that's going to help to stop some, but now we have the return duct. So, the air is going through the grill. We have a filter. We've stopped some of the, the particles. Now, we're into the duct system. Well, if the duct itself has leaks, Now, even though I've already passed that filter, I'm going to start pulling in dust and and particles and whatnot from the ducts itself. Now, this part, I recommend that you get a licensed, qualified, make sure you go on Google and they have lots of five-star Google reviews, testing company to come out and do your duct leakage test and to seal it. Now, when I was doing duct leakage testing, what I would do is I would hook up the device, and I would put air, or excuse me, I would allow smoke, harmless smoke, to go into the system that would then pressurize into the duct system. And somebody would go up in the attic and they would look at the, the, the duct work, whether it was supply or return, and they would be able to see where the smoke was coming out and they could go to that spot and they could seal it and tape it and mastic it or do whatever they needed to do to help reduce the amount of leaks. Now, the, the chances of you getting rid of everyone is, every single solitaire leak is, is, is pretty... You got to be really, really good. I, I I don't see that happening. There's still going to be some minor ones, but the more that you get rid of and seal, the better it's going to be. Now, goes through the return. You've sealed that up. Now, it gets to the air handler. Having a filter at the bottom of the air handler or furnace is good. Again, the issue there is the bigger the filters, the less restriction. But if we have super high efficiencies in the bottom of the air handler, it doesn't allow us to have a bigger, because most of the air handlers, if you put it right at the bottom, it's a specific size, 20 by 20 or whatnot. And if you try to go with a high efficiency filter, like a MERV 13, like we talked about in the in the previous podcast, you could cause a greater restriction than what the duct system and the air handler can handle based on how it was designed. So you have to be careful. Please go back and listen to that uh, podcast that we did. So we've stopped some of the particles going into the return. We've sealed the return up so we've stopped particles coming in from there. We get to the air handler. We have another good filter. We're stopping more particles there. Now we get to the air handler or furnace. Now once the air goes into the air handler furnace, remember we talked about it not being put back together, having leaks, cracks, crevices. So what needs to happen is this is something you can do even as a homeowner is going and sealing that air handler up. If it's on a platform in the garage, making sure that it's caulked properly around the bottom, making sure that you take tape, usually metal tape that you can get at Home Depot or Lowe's that has a metal surface and then has a really sticky surface on the other side. Then you you peel the backing off and you put it on. The cool thing is you use like a little squeegee to squeegee the metal Uh, tape down to create a better seal. And then you just tape every little crack and crevice that you possibly can so that the air going into the air handler is coming directly through the return and not being pulled from anywhere else in the attic, the garage, or anywhere outside of where it's going to come through that filter. Very important. Now, one, one thing you have, if you're thinking about getting a new air conditioning system is try to look for a manufacturer that has an air handler that is positively pressurized. And what I mean by this, like train has what's called their Hyperion air handler, where the, the fan is at the bottom. So the air is being pushed. Through the air handler, which creates a positive pressure. So if there are any little leaks in the air handler, again, you're pushing air out. And because it's, you know, it's just a rectangular shape and there's not a lot of twist and turns or anything, are not any twist and turns, you're not going to have the same problem as possibly a supply duct that could have poorly installed which will go to which could still create a negative pressure. So this positive pressure pushes the air through the system. So if there are any leaks, it's going to push air out and hopefully you won't have any. But still those need to be still taped and sealed properly. All right, so we've gone through the air handler furnace. Now we're entering the supply ducts. We've already addressed the supply ducts because we've had the duct leakage test company come out Check the supply ducts. Somebody went up there, taped them, masked them, did whatever they can. So now we have a really good seal on those ducts to minimize the amount. And when I talk about how a supply duct can cause issues, as the air goes through, if if you have air flowing at a velocity of let's say six, seven hundred feet per minute, and I take a branch duct and I route the branch duct back and around. What can happen is as the air passes through past that supply duct, you can create a vacuum in that duct, which could then cause – now, before the duct – because what will happen is the air will pass through it. It goes to the end of the duct system. It pressurizes and then works its way back. But as that air is flowing across there, you can potentially create a negative pressure, a vacuum in that, which could cause leaks or particles and whatnot to get through. So if all that is done properly with the right filters, you should have very few particles entering the system. Will it be perfectly sealed? No. Are you still going to need duct cleaning? Yes. There are going to be times. Now, it could be three years, four years, five years, six years, 10 years, whatever. It could be a a period of time where now you're, you're just lengthening that before you need to have the ducts cleaned. But will the ducts eventually need to be cleaned? Yes. It's just a matter of how long. Now be sure to find a reputable company to do the duck cleaning. Don't look at these things online and oh, $59 and wow, I got to call them out and they come out and they, they, they do things to get set up so that when you finally tell them, Oh, it's not $59, it's $320. Well, they already have everything set up. Their trucks there. You've already planned your day and you're like, uh, just fine. Go ahead and do it. Don't do that. Okay. Prepare ahead of time. Lots of positive Google reviews is what you need to look for. Nowadays with Google, even without the Guru, just type in the company's name and put the word review after it. You will be amazed at what you can find. Always get three companies to come out. Don't tell any of them anything. When you call them, I'm looking to somebody come out to let me know if I need duct cleaning. Let them tell you what's wrong. And by doing that, you're going to be able to tell the phonies from the professionals, the people that are trying to sell you everything under the sun—well, we got this and this, and we got this microbial, and we got this, and we got this purple thing here, and this gray thing over here—just throw them out the door. You're going to be able to tell who a professional is and who the phonies are. Now, be careful. Also, is depending on the type of duct system you have, like a flex duct system, or duct board, fiberglass duct board, or metal duct. But with the flex duck system, be careful. Because a lot of the duct devices, duct cleaning devices that are out there, use a brush. Now it's a soft bristle brush, but it's attached to a motor that spins uh, a cable that the brush is attached to. Now flexible duct is yes, it it can be pretty strong based on how it's designed, but it's not strong for little items to 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 nick across the surface of the flexible duct. So if somebody is not properly educated. And they use a duck cleaning device with this brush on there. They can end up damaging that flexible duck very easily. And you won't know it. But what happens now is now they have created an even bigger problem by having this brush cleaning device in there. I'm not saying everybody can't do it on a flex duck. I recommend against it. I recommend that, uh, that it be cleaned in other ways. And I'm, I'm sure there's other devices and stuff out there now that, that can be used. But just be careful on how you do that. Now, if you have duck board or you have metal duck, the the brush is is a beautiful device and it works really good. Um, They have one of the big brands is called Roto Brush. You can actually go online and Google Roto Brush and you'll see what I'm talking about. I would also use a company that has a duck camera. So when they come out that they have the camera, they put it into the individual branch ducks or trunk line and they show you. Not just one or two issues, but they show you all the locations so you can truly see how bad your duct system is. Here's something I strongly recommend. Never agree to have anyone do the work while they are pitching you. Wait. Sleep on it. Research them again. Okay. You got three people. You found one you think is really good. Research them again. Check the price. Check all the fine print. Make sure you do your due diligence. I know it's not a huge cost, but it could down the road. If they damage that duct system, that flex duct system could end end up costing you thousands of dollars to repair or replace. All all the different exterior factors that come into place, like the number of of pets you have, people, things being done in the home, hobbies that you have that might throw off dust or other things. Yes, all those things are going to cause more particles in the home. However, if you do the things that we talked about above with the filters and the cleaning and the sealing and whatnot, you're gonna have less of them. Worst case scenario, you're just gonna have to clean your filter, replace your filter. I don't recommend washable filters. I know there's a lot of people out there using washable filters, um, but if you were ever to have that checked for particles or particulates on those filters, even after you wash them, I'm going to tell you, you're never, ever going to get all of them off and the cracks and crevices are going to end up festering viruses and mold and things like that. I always recommend using, I know it's going to cost more, but using a throwaway filter and I don't make money off filters, So I'm just letting you know my recommendation. Using a throwaway filter that when it gets dirty, you toss it out, bring a bag, Trash bag over to the filter, take the filters, put it in the trash bag, tie the trash bag up and then carry it out of your house so that now you're not putting those particles back in your home. So I hope this short podcast has helped you a little bit with understanding things about duck cleaning. Yes, it's a good thing if it's done by the right people for the right reasons, but a lot of things that you can do that we talked about today can help reduce how often you need that or in some cases, if you ever need it. Let me know if there are any topics that you would like to specifically hear on ProCalc's University podcast. And you can just email us at tom at procalcs.net. You can also go to theprocalcstore.com. And you'll find filters that we have there, along with other tools and devices to help keep your home indoor air quality at its best. So have a blessed day, and we look forward to talking with you on the next podcast.